Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. I am yelling because I'm so passionate about I, podcasting. I love Lamp. I'm Macy. I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. Dive in. Dive in. Please go check out our patron page. It's only a dollar to help. Podbean patron. Podbean patron page. It's only a dollar to help support us. We give such good content. I'm already, Naomi's already lining up a consequence for me for laughing about something I should Something not. deeply personal that she should not have ridiculed. <laughs> but I can't stop laughing because we did yoga and my soul feels good. So anything dark and scary Macy's high on life I'm just high on life about so if you want to know the personals <laughs> and if she makes me do something humiliating because of this it will only be on the Podbean patron page. it will pay a dollar <laughs> support a podcast will be worth a dollar <laughs> get to know us on a more deeply personal, personal level. level I get to go first I know go for it okay so remember how I did this all this work on this one topic i'm like i'll break this will be like four different yes. episodes yes, yes i did so much research yes it was definitely a moment um but then i didn't feel like doing it today so i have a different, totally different topic again i do that that's why i don't like the it list method be... i have to be in the moment well this is one from my list but i was like yes that's yep. what i want yep. that's that's you have to be interested in the moment the flow state needs yes. to be correct my yoga flow, flow state. So I thought I'd talk about mimes. Ooh, that's a good one. I can't just FYI, I can't see your laptop screen because of our giant microphone. Okay, good. I'm glad it's blocking you from cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. What are your thoughts and feelings about mimes? I've only seen probably two in my whole life, and they were all when I was like traveling internationally. So I mean, I get to, don't have that many feelings, I guess, about them other than it looks hard. <laughs> it looks hard. <laughs> it does look hard. Well, most people hate mimes. Is it like clowns? Is it like that association? Because they have like makeup? Possibly. Hmm. So I thought I would explore everybody hating on mimes. I mean, who are you to be hating on mimes in that? Like everybody hates mimes. But what? Almost. Almost every. Yeah, we don't almost even, we everybody. try to avoid extremes in this room. So almost everybody hating on the mimes. But like, where where do you see them to hate them? I'm gonna get into it. Okay. David Bowie. <laughs> Interesting you segue. You didn't know I was gonna say that. I no, didn't. No. <laughs> Always throwing out the surprises. Mm -hmm. David Bowie in a 60th birthday message to John Peel, who was a radio, who was a Radio One DJ, said, Until I came here to America, I never realized that you were right. Nobody in the world like mime. Hmm. So it's pretty well known that everybody hates mimes. They are universally hated in fiction and in real life. I don't get this though. They're like an acceptable target for hatred. But why? Which is so bothering to me. No, like to me, it's like it's like this little moment of escapism. Like, why they're just there to please you? What do you what? Mimes can be made fun of, yelled at, punched, kicked. This is in fiction or otherwise intentionally caused harm and it's totally acceptable it's it's a wide widely things. held trope yeah the examples are vast i'll just list a few but there is like lists and lists of examples of mime hating out there on a commercial for tbs turner Bro turner broadcasting services they were exploring comedy on this mm -hmm. on this commercial in this video and they said what's funnier a mime pretending to be trapped in a glass box or a mime actually trapped in a glass box and they had like a mime actually trapped in a glass box like help me help me i mean silently help me mm -hmm. help me in a far side comic it said 
If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around and it hits a mime, does anyone care? Rude. In the animated Disney film Hunchback of Notre Dame, oh, yeah. Hugo the gargoyle prepares to hawk a loogie on a mime down below when Victor stops him. Hmm. Are they like, okay, sorry, keep going. No, you can I was just interject. Say, it, it It's sounding a lot to me like they've been really associated with like just jester jesters no this is mimes no i know i know but like like a comedic person for the court you know back in the day sort of thing where they were like treated like garbage no this is totally different where do they even come from i'm gonna get into it i'm so confused just it's like if you and i went downtown and we're like let's create a little skate dance thing of our own that's never existed let's do that for the people and then someone just spit in my face i probably would go a little stranger things on them no that might happen you've seen that episode yeah so these are just a very few examples let me give you a few more of just how widespread mime hating is like it's just accepted that everybody hates mimes in the beginning of the Angry Birds movie, it starts with Red having memories about his anger issues, one of which shows him punching a mime. In Shrek Forever After, Shrek says, oh, great. After mimes, magicians are my favorite people. Being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Going to live action films in Died Hard with a Vengeance, John McClane is driving a taxi at high speeds across Central Park, and his passenger says, are you aiming for some of these people? And John says, no, maybe that mime. What? I've never known this hidden. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, though. It's it's pervasive. This hatred of mimes and this (laughs) acceptable notion that mimes can be a target for abuse is so widespread. Which is just insane to me because these are people doing mime. They're not just mimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great differentiation to make. Thank you, Macy. (laughs) It sounds like it needs to be made. No, it's an important point. Mimes are people too. I'm so glad I'm covering this topic. This is great. I feel like it needs to be brought to light. I agree. If, <laughs> can we? Can we what? Can we get a mime on the show? This is a podcast. <laughs> this is not the right format for a mime. We'd be like, mime, tell us what you think. And then it'd be like four minutes of silence while they act it out. <laughs> I would be all for that. Please. All right. If you're a mime, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, well, you just special- please send us an interpretive dance that explains that to us. And we can we could do a video version, like a short one, we could. for our patrons. For our patrons. In a deleted Vicky Vale line from the 1989 Batman film, she said, "All street mimes should be executed." What? That's harsh. Harsh. In Monty Python's Flying Circus, Graham Chapman is impersonating famed mime Marcel Marceau, who I'll get into in a minute. So he's miming as a mime being hit with a 16-ton weight, which is followed immediately by an actual 16-ton weight falling on him, and then the crowd goes wild. Examples go on and on and on. Like, I wanted to list more, but I'm like, this could be all day. It's in books, it's in TV shows, it's in songs, it's in video games, it's everywhere. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Monk, Third Rock from the Sun, The Simpsons, Doctor Who, SpongeBob, where Mr. Krab says to about a mime, okay, you're beginning to creep me out. (laughs) Even the Golden Girls has a mime gag. Even the Golden Girls. Oh, sometimes the best of us make jokes about things we shouldn't. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's an extremely popular trope. Mimes are the butt of every joke. But. And there are mime jokes. 
and puns aplenty. There are shirts you can buy that say, I was attacked by a group of mimes, mimes and they did unspeakable things to me. <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes. Yes, dad jokes. When I was a little Naomi, <laughs> back in California, Marcel Marceau, who I mentioned, was extremely popular. He is the quintessential iconic mime. I got to see him performing live with my family, and, and he was performing with the San Francisco Mime Troupe, which is still active. I looked up their website. Mm. They're still performing. So they use the mime art form as a, a way to do political and social commentary. Okay. Marcel Marceau picked up mime during World War II while fighting for the French resistance. He and his brother, they were Jewish. They used it as a way to entertain the Jewish children that they were smuggling over the border to Switzerland. So not only did it keep them quiet in the yeah. process to help them avoid being caught by Nazis, but it also was a way to portray like nothing to see here. Like we're just out on a field trip. I am a, do, 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 do. A, oh gosh, what's the movie? A beautiful world. A beautiful mind. No, beautiful oh. world, something. But it's there's a moment it's where there the children, there was a child I think put in hiding um in one of the concentration camps. There's or either before or after I need to figure out what movie it is. But in the hiding, like in hiding, mm -hmm. like the person was like playing games without using his voice with the kid to try to keep him from being scared um but he couldn't mm. say anything was it not yeah that makes so much mm. sense yeah so miming saves lives people that's intense i've never heard that before yes so saving lives keeping kids from being caught by the nazis and killed it was silent resistance marcel's father died at auschwitz Marcel called mime the art of silence. He was inspired by Charlie Chaplin and then went mm -hmm. on to inspire generations. His walking against the wind routine inspired Michael mm -hmm. Jackson's moonwalk. And I was going to show you a little of the video. Mm -hmm. So this is his walking <laughs> against the wind routine. And see if you see the similarities between Michael Jackson's the moonwalk. Okay, so yeah, he's coming in. Oh, wow. See? Oh, yeah. It's like the walking where you're like not actually going anywhere. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So this is Marcel Marceau, iconic mime. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Okay. Marcel spent his life performing around the world until his death in 2007. And his art was universally understood because it doesn't use language. Mm -hmm. So it breaks down barriers. Mm -hmm. What is miming? Now I need you to tell me because I know nothing more than pop culture garbage. Well, you, you just saw Marcel Marceau. Mm -hmm. So that's an example mm -hmm. of like the quintessential classic traditional form. Which is comedy in that sense or storytelling mm -hmm. yes exactly so it it is an art form mm -hmm. and it's about creating worlds from nothing mm -hmm. which i love that idea uh -huh. a mime acts out a story through body motions mime is connected to the cultural heritage of france but originates in its earliest forms in ancient greece and takes its name from a single masked dancer called Pantomimus, oh, like okay. a pantomime. Pantomime, yeah. yeah. Pantomimus means imitating all. There were, of course, in Greek um, theater, both mime comedies and mime tragedies. tragedies. So some of the mimes can be very, very sad that are performed. Mm -hmm. It was very popular. Um, in these times until the Christian church forbade its public display. Mm. That's a theme we've talked about in a lot of areas. Forbading. Buzzkill. 
There's also a history of mime in other cultures, such as India and Japan. Mime stars of the silver screen included Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. They were silent film actors. And Harpo Marx of the Marx Brothers. Remember, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Marx Brothers. Yeah, He's yeah. the one that didn't talk and would like use his horn mm -hmm. to communicate. And the traditional mime look was to wear tight black and white clothing, have the white face, perhaps a striped shirt, perhaps a beret. Mm -hmm. That's perhaps. sort of that quintessential look. Mimes often perform solo and create their own work. There is a school of mime you can go to mm. in Europe. When my son Skylar was around five or six, he wanted to be a mime. <laughs> he great. was raised with considerable exposure to Chaplin, Keaton, the Marx Brothers. Mm -hmm. And for him, mime is deeply related to breakdowns. Mm -hmm. Like he sees them as being very related. Um, the Blue Man Group is considered mm -hmm. contemporary mime. Yeah, I can see that. Mime can be infused with other arts such as music and dance, um, breakdancing, beatboxing for modern street performers. Why do people hate mimes? Let's get into it. Something psychological happening. Something. <laughs> So I would say one reason is because there is that that trope everywhere. I think it's a copycat thing. Mm. Like everybody hates mimes. So I'm going to hate mimes too. And it's okay to hate mimes. And that's a way to get an easy laugh because everyone gets it. Yeah, it's like a common, common hatred. Yes, it's so widespread. It's become unacceptable and it's unquestioned. Mm -hmm. Like... If you There's drop no a mime joke, groups for mimes until now, maybe we're, saying, we're maybe we're starting I the movement right I now. No idea there might be. I did. I really could, could find a surprisingly little amount on this on this topic. Need some labor. Units. Mimes need love, people. We're just not hate. It would be okay too. Yeah, we're not tolerance. Tolerance. That's what yeah. tolerance is. Yes. And maybe one day we'll move towards acceptance, which is the step after tolerance. I mean, and there's so much positive that can, like, if people, I don't, I just, I honestly don't understand it. Like, what, why? It's like people who would say that about, like, drag shows, but have never been to a drag show. Like, you're going to oh, say mean and hateful things like about someone who does drag. Politicians in Texas trying to ban children from watching drag shows. Yeah, it's like, and but yet none of them have been to a drag show. None of them um know someone who's done drag or even has seen someone who's done drag somehow torture a child like none of those things have ever happened no no kids are being tortured at drag shows i no. promise ridiculous so like that th this is just falling in that bucket to me of like i don't understand well in a minute not oh, this next okay. example but i'm going to give an example where where you might understand a okay. little bit why okay. it would be feasible okay. this one element right. I'm, I'm open but first could people hate mimes because they're associated with the french mm. i need to say at the outset of this little section i love france my, our our podcast loves france yes part of my heritage is from france on my mom's side at one time i seriously wanted as my career to be the U.S. ambassador to France. I studied French. I traveled to France. I was all in. I have family in France. But some people really like to make fun of the French. And I feel like this is another one of those easy targets. Yeah. It could be the berets, the striped shirts. It could be like perceived snobbiness about mm -hmm. like having the best wine, having the best cheese. I remember even just growing up hearing statements about like France not getting involved in like wars, but like I was so young that meant nothing to me, but there was already this connotation being spread to children about that. I remember that specifically. Well, my grandmother who grew up in, in Germany and, and had many family members killed in the Holocaust and then moved to the U.S. She hated France. And I think that 
she and maybe others of that World War II mm-hmm. generation, um, maybe, and this is all conjecture, maybe perceived the French as being weak in a regard. Um, they didn't not getting ha- occupied. Yeah, not having, yeah. And maybe to- didn't early on enough take a strong enough stand to project protect the Jewish people. Which could honestly be said about many of the um, other countries involved as well. Uh, but yes, I, I think that's what I had heard too, based, but I was too young to really understand what that meant. It might, hating French might be like tit for tat for the French and other European nations, honestly, having like the ugly American stereotype mm-hmm. which they do like we go over there and <laughs> we're just like the typical tourist i'm gonna leave my trash all over this historic site you know and just yeah, yeah. just mm-hmm. not being couth and respectful which there are there are many who aren't but there are many who right are. i mean i think some stereotypes do have roots and like there is some truth to it some cultural stuff <laughs> Okay, this is where I think the hatred comes from. Okay. Street mimes. Okay. Street mimes make money by performing out in public, usually in urban high tourist concentration areas, like they performed out in Fisherman's Wharf in San mm-hmm. Francisco. Yeah. One thing street mimes might do um, that folks, including myself, don't like is perform an unflattering imitation of people as they walk by Mm, or like like, mockery mockery or try to do some like weird interaction with them that makes you feel socially uncomfortable socially (laughs) uncomfortable like everybody's looking at you like hey i'm just trying to walk by here you know why are you consenting (laughs) it's unconsenting well i don't want people to laugh at me like it brings up a lot of emotions insecurities it, it makes you feel embarrassed. It makes you feel anxious. You might feel frustrated. I mean, you might feel angry about that. I would cross to the other side of the street and avoid the whole situation. And personally. I have to say that I think too, um, especially because I've done a lot of traveling um, internationally and there's a lot of anxiety uh, as a like smaller woman walking around by yourself. Cause I've even, um before I was I like left the hotel to go get a uh, coffee somewhere and it was at a time where I had to go do that by myself and I had so much anxiety and ended up getting heckled by somebody who's asking me for money when I said no is that the bird poop situation no no it was different different, different. and so my whole way You've back victim so many this times. guy just like walking behind me calling me names um and and I just remember just being horrified and like nobody does anything and you're just having that happen so I could see like in that prior to that happening I was already anxious knowing that like okay I just gotta get there and like have nothing bad happen so having somebody come up and draw attention to you like to me that's the worst case scenario yeah right yeah so I mean I think when emotions are heightened like that yeah (laughs) so imagine you're just walking down the street all of a sudden this mime's like imitating how you walk in an unflattering way and then maybe creates a whole story around you like maybe you're you're uh proposing to them in marriage or you know Mm -hmm. it it might be a whole thing Mm -hmm. or you've you've stolen something from them i've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of these stories yeah yeah worked out so here's just a, a couple minutes of a street mime okay and what's interesting about this is there's more than one. It's a fucking street mime gang. Like I would feel outnumbered. Mm-hmm. See, look at that. Like yeah, making fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to make money, but I don't want to be involved in your, your mime shenanigans. Yeah. Like, would you, would you cross the other side? I would. Absolutely. This reminds me so much. I've told you about how I've been tied up. Oh yeah, like yeah. No, he's doing a mime pole dance. A mime pole dance was just super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's going up to these people. Yeah, he's going up to these people. He's like acting like he's in. Interver- now, now, now they, they leave. They, they're, they, like, they're like, they're uh, like out of here. Yeah. Now and, and now, look, they're like really uncomfortable, and he's still following them. It's harassment <laughs> at that point. 
in my opinion. And now, yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, I, I see them as like, run, like those other people, like run away quick. I mean, I respect like getting money for your art form. I respect, you know, if you're a busker, but yeah, I, I think mean, it needs to be kind. It can't be. Yeah, this it borderlines like too much. That same thing. meanness almost. Yeah, like when I was. Yeah, like I don't want people like touching me, getting touching into my me, personal space. Yeah, in my bubble, and this is two of them. Yes, which feels like a lot. Well, when I was in Paris, is when the people came up to me and oh, you're from because I was wearing a Seahawks T-shirt. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, the Mariners. Or, or, no. No, you Seahawks. Sorry, Seahawks. Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. And but like clearly doesn't, but knows key things to try to get tourists to talk to them. And then he ended up putting a friendship bracelet on my wrist without my consent as I'm walking. And then is like I'm like get it off. I don't want it. I'm not going to give it to. You. I'm not paying for this. And he's like, now you have to. You're going to damage it. You owe us money. And then all of a sudden, that one person. Now there's four people following trying to get money until the other groups my group came back and and i then he finally took that it off harassment. but that's what that what they were doing there is like bombarding people's personal space to try to get money from them that is what they're doing so i think that could be a facet <laughs> that would in the crown I would of not like mime that. hatred <laughs> Um, and to me, it wouldn't be about the mind. Stop doing that. You're giving your people a bad rap. To me, most of that wasn't even what I would consider miming. Like, yes, you're not talking during that, but like you're mocking people. Like you're not telling a story. You're just like finding ways. The people who are still watching you, you try and make them laugh by mocking other people. Mimery, not mockery. <laughs> you heard it here first. Mimes have been beaten and assaulted in real life. I could see that happening. <laughs> could that this happening. trope of hating mimes and having it be acceptable and unquestioned be partly to blame? Does that widespread mime hatred in, in culture, in you know, books, shows, movies, yeah. video games, everything, does that make it like at a, some level okay to hurt mimes? Possibly. In 2017, a mime performer named Leo Bassey was beaten in Philadelphia. In 2020, a mime was attacked while performing in New Orleans. In 2017, a mime was shot 59 times what? by Atlanta gang members excessive. who mistook him for a rival gang member. How? <laughs> How? Come on. <laughs> I'm thinking because he's just out on the street. I don't uh, know. Yeah, so just... The nature of being a street performer can be dangerous. I do believe these crimes are underreported and underdocumented. Sure. I mean, I, I don't think it warrants hurting anybody, but I do like originally when I was like, I don't understand this. I imagine probably more of a, a I don't know, the view of like being a mime where they're in one specific place kind of performing their thing and people mm -hmm. watch and it isn't. I, I could see some interaction with the crowd, but not like what you just showed me made me go, yeah, like, nope, I don't like that. But I've seen, like, I've seen <laughs> it compared to that Marcel Marceau, like that oh, was yeah. art. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like even when he did the like fake running into the the street light in mm -hmm. that one, like I don't even think that was like well done at all. It looked fake. Too. Yeah. Um, Have you ever tried to make yourself in a glass box? You just did it and you're not even in a square. What are your hands? No, like? I'm not saying I'm a trained mime. You put yourself in a bubble. <laughs> no, mine's not very square. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, that was still a little bubble. I'll practice. You have to like make the edges obvious. Well, let's see your. You put yourself in a glass box. Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I see the fear in the face. You're playing. Yeah. You're doing good expressions. Good expressions. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. We're all Thank just goodness. in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Thank goodness you can't see that. <laughs> People get... <laughs> that made me anxious being in that glass box. <laughs> it felt real for you. Good job. <laughs> People get irritated by mimes. It may be unreasonable. It may be reasonable and feasible. Mimes don't talk back. You feel like they can outsmart you in a million creative ways. 
like they could climb up an invisible ladder oh. <laughs> or they could escape in an underground tunnel <laughs> they somehow know everything they know everything there could be some aspects of the hatred where there's some crossover between clowning and miming because mm -hmm. there is some crossover in these two crafts so that could be one aspect of the hatred we've had, a, we've had several clown related topics now we have mm -hmm. if you're worried about being accosted by a mime good mimes should not be making physical contact with anyone in the audience we saw in that example they were touching people mm -hmm. That's so, what I really didn't like. Uh -huh. I feel like those weren't trained mimes like from a school. I think they were probably self-taught and aren't adhering to the mime code of contact, which I don't know if it exists, but I imagine it does. <laughs> One might, if you get touched by a mime, you might be able to lodge a complaint with the World Mime Council, which is real. I love that. I looked it up. <laughs> that is amazing. I don't know if they accept complaints, but I would start there. I would email them. If you are touched by a mime, email the World Mime Council. Save that. I don't know what the consequences will be. I'm going to put that be. next to like my, my insurance <laughs> contact them for information. I don't know, like the U.S. diplomacy that plays. Put it right know. next to your ICE number in your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't have an ICE Maybe number in my phone. You should. should I? Everybody should. Maybe the mime will get their mime license taken away. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we could get our license taken away, I we feel should. like we, I mean, because we could get in trouble for touching a person. I don't touch anybody. With. No, we don't touch. No touchy. No touchy. You may want that hug, but it's not really the hug. I'm not the one that you want the hug from. Yeah, if it's a little kid and they come in for a hug, you I'll side, turn into you a side, side hug. hug. Or I say, I gotta look at all these stickers. Or or like step stickers. back and put your hand out for a high five, something like that. You just gotta be quick. Yeah, swivel. you got to be so quick. <laughs> so to wrap this up, <laughs> I got on a, a Reddit about why people <laughs> hate great, mimes. Great place to go. Um, super pickle monkey, really for me, seemed to sum it up. So this is all a Reddit on why do people hate mimes. Some actual mimes jumped in and like shared of their personal experience, so that mm -hmm. that it gave it some nice balance. Uh, Super Pickle Monkey says, because fuck mimes, all they do is walk into invisible walls and seem so surprised. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. Right. <laughs> There's an initiative to establish March 22nd as World Mime Day. Okay. Like, did where do we sign? I, I'm all in. I'll wear a striped shirt and a beret that day. Just don't touch me. And put me in, don't lock me in a box. Yeah, don't put me in a glass box. I won't put you in a glass box. If you'd like to learn more about mimes. I love how informational this is. This is great community outreach happening. Read 20 Minutes of Silence followed by Applause, which is a book by Marcel about Marcel mm -hmm. Marceau by author Sean Wen. And I actually put it in my Amazon cart. Nice. So I may or may not order it one day and read it. I have one of those too. And that's awesome. That's on mimes and the hating of. Cool. Do you feel enlightened? I do. I learn things. This has been a day of enlightenment. Yoga followed by mimes. Yoga followed by mimes. <laughs> um, I was trying to find parallels, and the only parallel I had during this whole thing was about your purple cape on the on your little Lego. And my Lego Naomi. Only our patrons truly know about. But other than that, I don't like fully see a, a link. Maybe I'll listen for a connection. Okay. Um, hold on one second. Pro. I don't want to like ruin this name the whole time. Is it a hard name to pronounce? It's a Chinese name. Oh, I'm bad at those. And I, of course, I'm not. Okay, wait. Okay. I mean, even it though I'm part Chinese, I suck at pronunciation. I don't even know how to pronounce my own last name. I got, I got shamed by a Chinese uh, professor. Chang. Okay, oh my okay. God, that was really loud in my Zhang. ear. Zhang. Or Zhang. I could do this Zhang. part. <laughs> Zhang. Yeah. Okay. Do you know my last name is supposed to have one syllable and I pronounce it with two? 
Really? That's what Professor Loke out at EWU mm. told me mm. that I'm saying my name all wrong. That's sucks. Yeah, I've had anxiety about saying my last name out loud in front of people ever since then. Aww. I know. Reclaim it. Do, do what you want. <laughs> I just, I just say my first name really clearly and then mumble my last name. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Is that a good strategy? That's fine. Okay. So. What do you got? Okay, so I am going to talk. Okay, so first of all, have you seen the uh? Pirates of the Caribbean movie. No, this is not related to the court case, blah, blah, blah. But have you seen the very last one? Uh, what happened in it? Probably. I, I probably have. At one point in the very last one, I think it's the very last one, Um, they meet a female pirate on a boat and she has like all these like followers. This is a picture here that the that they had in the movie. So it's like the female oh, yeah. pirate leader. I did see that. Okay. So... I am going to talk about Jing Yi. I'll just go with that pronunciation. Um, Feel free to leave the correct pronunciation in the comments. As you know, we love being corrected. Um, because I thrive, on, I thrive on feedback. We're mostly wrong. So it gives us a great, it's like re-researching everything over again. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk to you about a pirate female badass love it so uh zheng yi was the chief of a massive pirate confederation which plundered the south china seas during the early 19th century um she inherited the role from her late husband zheng yi um and oh so zheng yi is probably the surname is actually my guess now and uh south sao don't look at me i'm sorry i don't know anything is her name. Um, so he was the one that initially expanded this pirate fleet, and they really were a bunch of badasses <laughs> as far as for the time. Like they were sought out by uh imperial Chinese, British, Portuguese navies, and nobody could like nail them down. So really big pirating entity. And what I loved about this is that she is just like this strong woman that did what she needed to do and you know f anybody that thinks that women can't do what they need to do when things need to be done all right <laughs> that was just a toe on the soapbox independence okay so i mean along you know there was also a lot of robbing murdering selling into slavery so you know, plundering I, we're just plundering i mentioned that in the car i love the word plundering we decided in the car when we were driving to yoga <laughs> earlier that plundering is not used enough in our current vernacular plundering <laughs> yes and that so i was mentioning there's a netflix show right now about a pirate who like dropped millions of gold coins on an alaskan like island stretch and they actually found some of the gold coins. So it's actually interesting. If you watch it, it's good. I've watched so many. What's that, it called? I don't know. Just Google pirate plunder <laughs> show. Netflix. It'll be, it'll pop up. It'll be there. Now that it, it had some resolution, which some of those shoes don't have. Where you watch for like 10 satisfying. hours and you're like, ooh, well, I guess there could still be something out there maybe. But now it's winter <laughs> and you can't do anything for a year. No, they actually found two gold coins dated to that time. They go in some like very treacherous areas. They actually went to an area where a uh, a previous treasure hunter died searching and his Ooh. body had to be removed. Um, so it's actually very interesting. Go watch it. But that's what brought this up in my mind. Um, I was like, I was like on a pirate thing. You were. But I didn't want to do the pirate thing. I just watched. Right. And Arg. Then, and then I found about this female pirate and I was inspired. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. So this was like a 40,000 men, 600 ships. Ain't no small thing. That's a huge pirate army. They were divided into six divisions, each led by an independent commander who operated in an agreed area of the South China Sea. Each of the six fleets had like a very specific colored flag and uh, Zheng Yi, uh, the husband at the time himself, commanded the largest of these. 
the 200-ship Red Flag Fleet. The pirates attacked ships from Hong Kong to Vietnam, um, included foreign ships, large merchant vessels uh, that carried goods to like Malaysia and China. And one particular pirate hotspot was around uh, Canton, which is modern Gongzhou, and the islands of the Canton River Delta. So they ended up um, calling it, it, it ended up being like the thieves uh, brigands area where all, all of them kind of mm. gathered. So they'd, they'd take things like gold, silver, rolls of silk, spices, Chinese porcelain, tea, cotton. Those were a lot of the goods. And they'd sell that to merchants on the coast. So they'd take it from ships and then sell it themselves. Probably very lucrative. Yes. Uh, they'd also sometimes like capture the people on the ships. Uh, they were called uh, the Mariners, right? Mariners? The baseball team? No. But like... I'm just saying that because you just said that. I earlier. know I did. I know my <laughs> sister, who's in the navy, is probably just like scolding me for. Do they call them seamen? No, they call them mariners, <laughs> or maybe it's mariners. <laughs> that sounds worse. <laughs> Kristen, help me. I don't know. Okay, she'll listen to this later and scold me. Okay, so coastal towns were attacked. They were looted um, to get provisions, basically, so they can go back out. Uh, they'd offer, like, they'd say, give us payment and we'll give you protection, kind of strategies like that. On occasion, even coastal fortifications would fall to the pirates, so they'd be able to take over entire areas uh, that and raid them, basically. So uh, the pirate chief, Zheng Yi, he was killed either in action or in a typhoon, it's not clear. The, so at this point, there's five other captains who have to decide on a successor. Okay. And they choose Zheng Yi's widow, Zheng Yi Sao. Hmm. So it's very interesting that, like, it was a... In a patriarchal society. Yeah, that they pick her to, to lead them. So there's actually really no information out there about her character, her physical appearance, nothing... I'm so guessing we're going... they'd had some experience with her and was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're going by, She's deeds, a by deeds alone. So just them voting her as the leader speaks a lot. She had a rep. Yes. And I did find out, like, it's actually, like, very common in this time for uh, uh, women to be involved in piracy and to be out on the ships, which isn't really documented very much, but it was actually pretty common because a lot of times in the port towns, it'd be things like prostitution. Um, so it was a different way to make money and not, um, you know, a different kind a different of different avenue. Yes. Okay, and Zheng Yi Sao actually was a prostitute in Canton before marrying in 1801. So she... We say sex worker now. This is true. Sorry, this is dated. Uh, she was a sex worker, and now she wasn't at this point. <laughs> she. <laughs> so there's no actual portraits of her or anything? So no, we don't know what she actually exist. looks like. Does not exist, okay. yeah. So she had one serious rival, uh, depending on how things kind of panned out. Uh, Zheng Pao. He was a captain of one of the red flag ships and had been the protege of Zhang Yi's. Can I say, is there a picture of the flag? Uh, I could probably look that up at the end. I yeah. actually nerd out a little bit about pirate flags. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious what it looks like. Yeah, no, I actually didn't see, see it when I was looking. It was hard. I um, a lot of information is very limited about her. They stick to a certain, and we haven't really hit the information yet, they stick with the catchy things about her. Mm, yeah. Um, and there's actually two like way more famous women uh, pirateers than her. So she doesn't get as much attention as them in a lot of writings. Did we talk about one once? I think you did a topic a long time ago where you touched on it. I probably, well, I talked about Blackbeard was a topic. Okay. I, don't I might know. just be. I might have dreamed I it. I feel like it too, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's too long ago. So, okay. So he had he did have a protege as well. Uh, the two men had also been lovers, which was apparently is actually not a, an unusual arrangement between a junior and a senior Chinese pirate. Hmm. I had no idea. So Zhang Pao and Zhang Si Sao's lover 
um, promoted, was promoted the lead of the red flag, flag fleet as her second in command. So he actually just kind of filed suit behind her. Um, some captains during the, what they call the golden age of piracy during this time in the Caribbean, uh, Cheng Pao was partial to making a fashion statement and he was famously sported a black turban and a long purple cloak. There it is. <gasps> purple cloak. There's like a Naomi. <laughs> With her purple cloak. There's our one connection. Okay. <laughs> there may be more. I mean, probably not, but maybe. Okay, so at this point, like the fleet is just growing and growing. Now they have 800 large ships by 1807. A good number of the ships were what call it, what's called a, a junk, but they're like a big oh, yeah. type of uh, kind of cargo type ships with over 40 cannons, big beefy things. Uh, being without a keel and a retractable rudder, junks could enter shallow waters and surprise a target vessel while they're anchored. I love a surprise attack. Right, right. So the junks could carry small boats too. So they'd kind of come in in these places where people aren't expecting to be attacked. They're anchored so they can't leave. And then they have boats that they can drop into the water to then go board these other ships. Sneaky. Mm. I have a lot of junk in my trunk. And then they have swivel cannons, so they could use those to kind of aim undetected without having to move the whole ship. So now they're up to 70,000 uh, people in their crew. So this combined firepower of the Chinese pirates, they could, they could even take on small naval fleets of the European powers on their own. So one member of the British Royal Navy made the following remarks um, after he tried to unsuccessfully worn off the pirates. He said, about 60 or 70 sail of Ladrones passed in, in the most imprudent manner within range of the guns. Determined to punish the presumption of these pirates, mm. the frigate opened a small fire on them, which was received by the Ladrones with the utmost coolness and indifference, and they didn't <laughs> even return a shot. Oh. Just this like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> 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 so as with piracy in the uh so i keep saying caribbean 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 parts of the caribbean caribbean we've had this discussion before no we there's have... the great debate about which way it's supposed to be pronounced and i i've i'm gonna say it all the ways now i think people are on both sides I don't know if we've achieved resolution on that one. I don't think so either. Caribbean, Caribbean. Caribbean. So New Orleans, New Orleans. The Mariners. The, the Mariners. Mariners. <laughs> Nobody says Mariners. <laughs> the Mariners. So those who were sensible enough to surrender without a fight were usually left alone to watch only the cargo be stolen. Those who put up any resistance could have torture or be executed if they were captured. A European Mariner. <laughs> Oh European <laughs> mariners fared a little bit better because they could be ransomed, uh, but it wasn't a quick process. So they often were in like really filthy conditions, um, oh. uh, like in, you know, in the bottom of the ship. And uh, one guy said that he was kept in the rat infested hold of a ship of Zheng Yi Sao's pirates for four months, during which time he was obliged to survive on caterpillars and rice. Ugh. Caterpillars, like that level of detail. <laughs> Because uh, the caterpillars were probably in the rice, is my guess. Oh. Um, okay. So <coughs> those um, who... Were, I would be puking seasick if I was down in, in the like, bottom. The bottom yeah, where I yeah. couldn't see out. Yeah, that's true too. Ew, no thanks. Gross. <laughs> the, uh, so another description said that those Chinese people who were captured were given the stark choice of join us or be flogged to death. Captured European uh, mariners were forced to also assist in attacks on villages where the pirates collected the heads of their victims, tying pairs together using like pigtail style and wearing mm. them around their necks like a trophy. Wow. Yeah. Glasspool's gunnery skills meant that he, um, or sorry, uh, part of Zheng Yi Sao's captain or second in command, he was really good at using cannons. So they operated cannons a lot. Uh, the Englishman uh, seems to have been a fate. So they liked Englishmen on the ships. 
And all I have to say is that I don't fully understand why, but it seemed a little superstitious. So to like ward off chances of injury, they would keep Europeans on the boat and sprinkle them with garlic they water. Were like rabbit's feet? Before each battle. Yeah, they'd sprinkle them with garlic water before battle. I don't know. It was interesting. You've got to have your auspicious <laughs> European man on your ship. And sprinkle him with garlic water. Luck in battle. Just to not get injured. That was the thing. I don't know. That'd okay. be a stanky European man. <laughs> Could you imagine just being... And then what, back to your rat cage? <laughs> <laughs> Eating... Caterpillars. <laughs> so I, I would swallow it whole. I wouldn't chew it. Oh, the caterpillars. Yeah, you thought about this, like oh, yeah. slurp it, like a, no. I would just like well, like a in pill. The Lion King. It'd just be like a pill, like swallowing a pill, like just. But then you feel it wriggle in there. What? Because then it's not dead. You what want it you alive do? in you? What would you do? I'd probably rip its head off with my hands and then like. Blah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't want it to be alive in me. That would really. I don't think it would live out. for long because my stomach acids are fierce. I know, but <laughs> could you imagine just like scraping for its life, trying to get out of your stomach? Oh fuck that! Right. I don't. I don't know what's better. I need to ponder this. Think about it. <laughs> I had a horrible nightmare last night where it's spiders all over me. It's still. It's still sticking with me. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> They had a lot of uh, battles with naval fleets. Uh, one battle took about 16 hours. And after that disaster, the Ch- Chinese admiral actually committed suicide, um, the one who was against Sheng Yi Sao. The second attack required more imagination since both fleets were now kind of like solemn, like their captain committed suicide, but they're still out there fighting. So it's mm. a kind of an odd vibe at that point. So... What Zheng Yi Sao ordered her men to do was swim to the Chinese ships, board them, which they did. And then the coastal towns were torched, as happened to Shanshan in August, where 80 villagers were executed and their heads were hung in large trees on the coast as a warning to others. This September, a thousand civilians were killed on the island. In total, over 10,000 civilians were killed in this campaign of terror. Um which was just like 16 miles from the bigger city. That is a reign of terror. Mm -hmm. Terror be raining down. Yes, be raining down. So now this is what she's most known for, are her rules and punishments. Okay. So if you think about it, like that's a hard position to keep power in. You have so many people that, I mean, and she literally voted into that position Mm -hmm. and she has to maintain that power. Uh, she ha- was known for having good management skills, so she not only balanced rival and volatile pirate captains and crews like across all these different fleets, but she ca- was known for keeping very meticulous records and imposed a set of regulations on the pirates to her fleets, which is different than her even late husband. So she was very meticulous with how she tracked things. She has the business skills. Yes. Ad- I love a good list of pirate rules are you you gonna tell tell me Mm -hmm. yes thank you a pirate may not go ashore without permission a first punishment for breaking this rule was to have one's ear slit the second punishment was execution i ride to it there's no three strikes you're out no it's like you get one warning you're dead did you not hear me ear slit (laughs) (laughs) you do it again then you're gone uh captured goods were to be registered before being shared out so whenever they got goods she had them track again that system of what were they bringing in before it was then split out between everybody then an individual ship that captures a cargo so if a ship captures a cargo ship they can keep one-fifth of what they find the rest is to be added to the general prize fund of the whole fleet that gives motivation fairness no abuse of women, captured or otherwise, is permitted without permission from the quartermaster. A pirate may be captured, may buy a captured woman for his wife for $40 if she is not held for ransom. <laughs> oh, no. Townsfolk must be paid for their provisions, although this was not always applied. So That's the plundering. Yes. That we preferred to. <laughs> yes. But as part of her rules, she wanted them to be compensated for the provisions. Right. But so going back to the other one. Yes. 
there <laughs> could be, you know, there's the the raping, plundering, pillaging, or sort of like the classic pirate yeah. activities. And she takes so she she's trying to abuse of women off of that she's table. trying to take there but it said with permission like you could under from certain, the quartermaster yeah so who is this quartermaster <laughs> I, know, I have no idea and um, does he but my guess is he would have to he would have i'm fairly. sure he would have to go like He'd have, have to explain. explain himself to her, which I wouldn't want to do. She has a two strikes rule. <laughs> so that just, you know. So yeah. hopefully he's doling out these judgments fairly. Right. So all involved. The historian D. Cordingly shared a summary of punishments for pirates who didn't share, who didn't follow the rules. The punishment for disobeying an order or for stealing from the common treasure public fund was death by beheading. Mm-hmm. For deserting or going absent without leave, a man would have his ears cut off. For concealing or holding back plundered goods, the offender would be whipped. If the offense was repeated, he would suffer death. I mean, she's running a tight ship. Yes. The rules were equally strict over women prisoners. The rape of a female captive was punishable by death. If it was found that the woman had agreed to have sex with her captor, the man was beheaded and the woman was thrown overboard with a weight weight attached to her leg. Whoa. Yeah. Basically, it's like you don't do it you'll die and if you try to incentivize any members of my team then to everybody do it, dies then everybody dies basically she saw it as like it doesn't benefit us at all for that dynamic to be happening it doesn't fit into the mission right mm-hmm. i wonder if because she's a woman pirate leader did, if that impacted it like did she feel like she needed to be harsher with rules or did these rules line a line with they didn't exist. male pirate captains no 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 they didn't exist under her husband's rule okay these were hers her rules mm-hmm. okay and she yeah but she did I, other pirate captains have rules so yeah some would have rules but um maybe not like one of her whole things is about tracking and being very like accountable yeah accountable for it so while they may have things it could be kind of one-off exceptions all the time where it doesn't get held all the time but she was very strict she's not loosey-goosey no so piracy became like really successful that's where the golden years of piracy came from but finally this just pushes more and more governments to want to do something about it because they it's hurting their economy so they want to get rid of pirates so they started doing a lot of uh pardons and offering of pardons Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of jealousy that was happening in between the fleets as things were getting bigger, they're making more money and uh, a lot of cross rival, not specifically with her, but between her captains, a lot of cross rival retaliation for disloyalty, things like that. So she had a big battle uh, with the Confederation in January of 1810 and Half of her fleet got destroyed and Ooh. some of it disbanded. So being the smart businesswoman she was, she decided to call it a day. She, in style, I would like to say. She, I believe in going out on top. She Blaze of glory. She sailed her entire fleet of 206 junks, all flags flying into Canton Harbor, marched up to authorities herself, demanded a pardon on 18th April, 1810, and she was given her pardon. Call it a good. And with favorable terms. The pirates could keep all their plunder, but had to give up their ships and weapons. Chung Pao also did well. He was permitted to keep 20 of his junks and was made a naval mandarin. Many of the pirate crews were recruited into the Imperial Chinese Navy if they wanted to, and they were tasked with stamping out piracy in the region. Um, Way to flip. Yeah. So, like, it was something that was really... Like she made money when when it was, it was good, good to make it, but she got out before the bubble burst. She knew when to bow out because all this pressure was coming. Business them. skills, yes. So now she's been, yeah. So now the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, they kind of highlight her and they kind of put her in this. I actually don't like now that I've like learned about her. I don't like the style that they put her in. Oh, in, in was it a gross Hollywood portrayal? It just is. It seemed a little was it racist? Stereotypical. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Probably. <laughs> I saw it so long ago, I don't really remember. Yeah, I just, they kind of had it where she was like the, you know, everyone's doing her bidding sort of thing, but she was very hands-on in a lot of this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I, I found her to be much more business savvy, much more involved and engaged. And like, she made all of this success happen and the balancing between all of these different. Create um, lists, checking off mm-hmm. names, short skirt and a long <laughs> jacket. jacket. <laughs> So um, she did, she died at age 69 in 1844, um, but she's been a inspiration for many fictional pirates ever since, uh, but really honestly just doesn't get the actual credit for what she, what she did. There was a lot of bad within that, but I would say systems problems in that era as well. Can you say her name again? I yes. forgot. Zhang Yi Sao. Zhang Yi Sao. Okay. I might be saying that wrong, but it's S-A-O. So. Oh, Sao maybe? Yeah, Zhang Yi Sao. So I I just, I found it very, because um, she came out of a, a life of, uh, you know, sex work in the city, got married, and really worked along the side of her husband, gaining the trust and learning the business skills and stepping into business making it work and then learning when to sell it off when you need to. Well, being a sex worker successfully takes great business, business Mm -hmm. acumen. Absolutely. So I can see you just sliding right in there. Yeah. That's my topic. Love it. I wish we had pictures of her. I know. So I could put a picture of her on my vision board. (laughs) I just, I liked the, um, so she, what was the word we said? Plundering. Uh, plundering. She plundered, um, but she kept it business savvy. And she had some rules. She kept it business. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. Um, I was going to try to find the flag real quick. I forgot about that. Uh, Zhang Yi Sao. So, um, Pirate flag. Well, it's the, the red fleet, right? Red yeah. Red fleet, fleet flag. flag. Let your fleet flag fly. Ooh, nice. Is it that right there? Okay, hold on. I don't think it's a triangle shape. No, let's see. Maybe it's just the red Maybe flag. Maybe it's just red. Yeah, because the red flag I mean, that would be fleets. intimidating. Yeah, it is. Just so red. all of their flags. So could you imagine at the All end, that coming towards you end, would be like scary and bloody and intimidating and well and here's they have such a reputation nobody has been able to catch them or hold them accountable and all of a sudden in your main port 240 of these things just start coming red comes dock, at you. and she just walks off and asks for a pardon i'd be so fearful oh is that a picture of her no no oh. everything i i doubt this yeah this is someone's podcast there it's fan art fan art i found a ton of see that's from it's a lot of depictions of mm. what people think. Some of them right. are like making her pretty. Some are making her look mean. You know, it's nobody sketched her. No, I mean this is. These are some older. That does not even drawings. look like a Chinese person. No. Looks like a um. Looks like from Alice in Wonderland, like off with her head, yeah. queen. So that, those are like some of the older drawings, but everything I've read is that there's been no, not even a written description of what she mm. looks like. So uh, a lot of this is just people going off of their own ideas. Got it. If you have, if you know something else out there, then you have found it, please share it with us. We'd love to, we'd love to meet We'd her. love to learn. I did spend a lot of time looking because I was curious. I watched quite a few shows too, and a lot of them that are like really interesting. little 10 minute snippets. Snips. It's hard to, because a lot of the literature focuses on the dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, not as much written about the women in the history. Yeah, I couldn't find a lot about my topic either. Mm-hmm. I had to dig in a lot of different places. Crevasses. To try to find anything. I was deep in the crevasses. <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to our last podcast, we talked about bestiality you yes and you about, i chimed in what did you talk about you don't <laughs> what did i talk about oh my god what did i talk about oh man oh you talked about neoteny and oh yes yes baby face baby face pets and Pet breeding face. and things like that yes 
So our topics were were connected. super entwined. Our topics today were super entwined with a purple cloak. Entwined at all with a purple cloak. Mm-hmm. Uh, consider paying a dollar to be our Podbean patron and have access to our podcast pre-funk exclusive content where you can get to know us on a personal level. I loved your voice there. You were like going for it. <laughs> Went for it. And until next time. Don't hate mimes. Mimes are people too. They are just silent people. I mean, they're like, are they silent all the time? No, just traditionally they're silent. I think within their modern mimes, I think may use sound. Within their vocation. Well, no, they're not. So yeah, and their personal on their downtime. They I would want to know, like, are speak. they talkative in their downtime? I don't like, know. I don't know any there. mimes personally. Now I want it. I want to too. Mimes, befriend me. And raise that red flag. <laughs> 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 <laughs>